At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN. I'm Scott Seidenberg coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas as we continue to look ahead to an exciting weekend in both college football and the NFL. Joining me now on the program, one of the very best in the business, Pamela Maldonado, Yahoo Sports betting analyst she also hosts the stack of stats podcast pam much like myself you are an underdog player and i know you've got some dogs that you've circled on this board in both the nfl and college football but i left off talking about the nfl slate here for sunday so let's start there and one of my favorite underdogs is the minnesota vikings played them last week Mm -hmm. against the seattle seahawks played them again this week against the cleveland browns think they have a real good shot to win this one outright uh, Mike Zimmer with an incredible record as a home underdog, 10 and mm-hmm. three against the spread. Are you on the Vikes with me? Are, are you jumping on, jumping in these waters with me? I absolutely am. Vikings is my best bet for the week in the NFL. And for yes. exactly the reason that you stated is that Minnesota has the best at like, at home underdog um, against the spread record. Like, as you mentioned, they're 10 and what'd you say? 10 and one, 10, 10 and, and two. Um, 10 and three and well, yeah, since 2016, they're six and one and you have to understand that you have to consider that fans are back in the stands and Minnesota stadium is loud and that hot that like giant bullhorn that they have. It's just amazing that Viking horn. It's just one of the best atmospheres. And for that reason, the Vikings have 
one of the best, if not the best, against the spread at home record, especially as an underdog. If you take out 2020, because there were no fans, they have one of the best records, and that's definitely helping them. It helped them last week, and now you're giving them uh, points again this week against a Browns team who hasn't really faced a quarterback who has throwing abilities like Kirk Cousins. I love Viking catching the points at home. Uh, what other underdogs do you have circled here on this NFL board? There's a couple. Obviously, there's a lot of games that are teasable when it comes to, uh, you know, favorites that are six, that are seven, seven and a half. But some of those lines have dropped. Uh, what about the underdogs on this card? Not not in Minnesota. Who else do you like? I, I am more of a teaser better. And so for the teasers that I liked, it's really hard not to consider taking the Lions on a teaser. They're a scrappy team and you can kind of rely on them. They have shown that they play all four quarters, whether they're down, they're fighting, they're playing every minute of this game. And that's exactly what you want for a teaser team, for a teaser leg, because you want the team that's going to come in and possibly backdoor mm-hmm. <laughs> if they need to. Um, you have Jared Goff, who's still trying to prove himself. So I like the Lions on a teaser leg. I like the Saints at home on a teaser leg. They're minus seven and a half now, and you just uh, drop them down to minus one and a half. I like um, that defense. I mean, you we have not seen Jameis Winston throw further than there are more than 150 yards of passing <laughs> offense. But you're not taking the Saints because of Jameis Winston. You're taking the Saints because of that defense that they have, because of that pass rush, because you can't run the ball against them. You can't really do anything against this Saints defense. So I like the Saints at home for a great teaser leg. Anybody want to take? uh, All you had to tell me was the New York Giants, and I would have backed the Saints in this matchup, Pam. That's all you had to say, because (laughs) they are just atrocious to start the season, and they lose their best defender in Blake Martinez for for the year. So their defense takes a big hit as well. And, And sticking in New York, speaking of atrocious, the Jets, Pam, they've only scored 20 points this entire season uh, I got to believe that the Titans are going to be a popular teaser pick. The Titans are going to be a popular survivor pick as well against this Jets team. And those are the ones that you want to stay away from, the ones who are looking too obvious. I mean, look what happened tonight with the Jaguars against the Bengals. Everyone had the Bengals on a teaser leg, myself included, and it almost didn't work out. Why? Because you could you could have said the same thing about Trevor Lawrence prior to this game. Well, he hasn't really done anything, and I even, I even took his under on completion for longest completion on 36 and a half because he had one of, he has one of the worst records in the, he has the worst record in the NFL for uncatchable passes, mm. and he hasn't, he's only thrown two completions beyond 30 yards in three games, and now he just, looked, he had his breakout game of the week for finally it was happy to i'm very glad to see the heisman contender that we all know him to be finally showcase his abilities and who's to say that that can't happen against a titans defense which is the worst in the league they can't stop a nosebleed <laughs> so the jets they're t- i mean close your nose bite and cross your fingers but i think the jets is a good under dog player for this weekend do i do i have the balls to take it no i would <laughs> but, love to see it, anybody <laughs> i would love to see it one i'm a jets fan two i already took the Bengals in my survivor pool so my sweat is over so i'm alive and i would just root for <laughs> chaos coming up on sunday so i would absolutely love to see it uh speaking of chaos college football this year has been chaos uh there's been so many underdogs that have won their won their games outright. Big time underdogs we've seen yeah. win their games outright. I'm on a couple of them this weekend. One of my favorites is Boston College against Clemson. 
I worry about this Clemson team, Pam, because now that they are yeah. basically eliminated from the college football playoff, it's going to be the first time that these kids have really nothing to play for. I'm talking about the Clemson players. I really mm-hmm. wonder how they're going to be motivated, and I'm just, I believe it's a matter of time before some of these elite NFL prospects on Clemson decide to opt out and prepare for the NFL draft because there's nothing left for them to play for this season. And now you have a hungry Boston College team coming in coming in at 4-0, looking to 4-0. finish the job that they started last year when they barely lost to DJ Uyunglele in his first start. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, a bad spot for Clemson. I agree, and it's interesting that you're mentioning the opouts. I think that's an interesting angle to attack because we're still only in October. We, it's October 1st, so they're opting out for the entire season. They are still fighting for those NFL spots, so yeah, you're trying to say, do I still try to build up my resume here? You know, the players that are going to be trying to boost that resume is this defense. That's really the only good thing about this Clemson team right now is this defense. They are pretty stout. They held... Um, Georgia Tech to 2.5 yards per carry on 38 attempts. And Georgia Tech had a fumble that early on, which is why they actually lost that game 14-8 to Clemson. Otherwise, they might have had a chance here to pull the upset. But Boston College, like you said, they're a scrappy team. They're coming into this undefeated. This is a chance they lost last year, as you mentioned, 34-28 to as 24-point underdogs. And now you're still getting 15.5 to a Clemson team that hasn't scored more than 21 points so far <laughs> in this season. Clemson is 126 in total offense. They're 106 in red zone attempts, which means they're not even getting the opportunities to put up points. And then once they do make it downfield, which is doesn't happen often, they're 118th in scores. So those attempts are turning into field goals rather than touchdowns. This is just a Clemson offense that nobody is used to seeing, and yet they're still being priced as if they have Heisman contenders on the offense. Yeah, you're right. They're pricing them as if they're last year's Clemson team, not this year's Clemson team. Uh, Give me another one of your college picks that you have coming up here on Saturday or maybe on Friday. I really like Kansas State plus 10 and a half. I think this is kind of a similar scenario to Clemson where Oklahoma is still getting a bunch of value because of the Oklahoma name. They're not as competitive this year as we would have expected them to be. Spencer Rattler, he's kind of fallen flat. They have had just four total touchdowns in their last two games. And Kansas State at home... They are a really great team at home. Kansas State is 6-2 and two against the spread as a home dog under head coach Chris Kleeman, including out of those eight games, five of those were outright underdog wins. And then Oklahoma is traveling on the road. They have had four, they have had the privilege of playing four straight home games. And now that they're taking their first road start, they're 5-9-1 and one against the spread as an away favorite under Lincoln Riley. Kansas State, they've already shown that they don't necessarily need Skylar Thompson as quarterback. They have the running backs who are doing all of the work for them. They are a run-first team. And I'm not convinced that this Oklahoma team deserves to be 10.5 on the road. Wow. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, and, and the line is made because people are still betting them because of the name recognition, because it's Oklahoma, because they're a, a national championship contending team. So they're going to attract money. But you're right. They have not looked good as of late, and Spencer Rattler, who was the Heisman favorite to start the season, he's not even in the top five right now of Heisman favorites. Uh, let's look and at. And if you um, remember, 
Yep. And if you remember, Oklahoma has actually lost back-to-back years in 2019 and 2020 to Kansas State. Hmm. They lost by seven in 2019 as 23-point favorites. And just last season, they lost by three points as 27-point favorites. Wow. You're still getting getting double digits here? Yeah. I mean, and the back door is always open when it's a line as high as that because uh, Oklahoma could be playing out the strings in the fourth quarter should they have a lead. Talk to me about this Ole Miss-Alabama game because I am betting Ole Miss. I think they have a chance to win this one outright, Pam. Two touchdowns, over two touchdowns, I think is too much for a game that I think comes down to who has the football last. No, I fully agree with that. Um, One of the things that I've noticed and I don't think is being talked about enough is this kind of this change that we have seen in this Ole Miss offense. Last year, they were top five team in passing. They still are this year. That hasn't changed. But what has changed is last year, they were top 30, 35 in rushing offense. Right now, they're sitting at sixth best in rushing offense. I think Lane Kiffin, as soon as they lost last year, he kind of immediately went to the drawing board and said, passing through the air is not going to cut it. How else can I attack this Alabama team? And if you remember, Alabama's kind of kryptonite. It's a mobile quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we're seeing Matt Corral do. We saw with Johnny Manziel, he was the only quarterback who has defeated Alabama in like, like with his legs. We're seeing that with Matt Corral. Last year, he had 500 rushing yards on the season. This year, he's already reaching nearly 200 in just three games, and he already has five scores on the ground compared to his four that he had the entire season in 2020. I think they're coming into this with a different type of mindset. They're coming into this with a more balanced offense, and Florida just gave away the playbook and how to handle Alabama. You run and ground and pound on that ground game. You rush them, you run it down their throats, and you don't let Bryce Young get the ball. That's a great point. Pam, always uh, great talking to you. Thanks, Thank you so much for joining us. She's Pamela Maldonado, Yahoo Sports. Check out the Stack of Stats podcast as well. More breakdown when we come up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VCD Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Satterberg back here, The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. My thanks to Pamela Maldonado from Yahoo Sports for joining me last segment as we broke down some games in the NFL and college football. And I want to piggyback off that conversation and talk more about that Ole Miss and Alabama game because I'm on Ole Miss, and I think they do have a chance to pull off the upset. Matt Corral certainly uh, is capable of having a Heisman moment, much like Johnny Manziel did, against this Alabama team and win this football game. Last season, it was a shootout of, of epic proportions. 1,370 yards combined, 111 points. I don't think it's going to be that crazy, but I think it's going to be a fun game. Uh, Ole Miss comes in averaging 635 yards per game, 52.7 points per game. Their defense much improved from a season ago. That's going to help them as well. But the key here is the snap count. In order for Ole Miss to really be as effective as they want to be in this game, they're going to want upwards of... 90 snaps of offense. And that that's a realistic number. That, that's what they're going to want. Uh, that's where that, that's when they're at their best is when they get that, that amount of snaps. Um, in the game against Florida, Alabama allowed Florida to have 71 offensive snaps. So, I think that if Ole Miss can effectively run their offense and get those 90 snaps of offense, they're going to hang with Alabama. They're going to hang with them and have a chance to win. Uh, Lane Kiffin is not going to be shy against this Alabama team. I think he learned from last season's defeat. And this is going to be a game that I think comes down to whichever team has the football last. And 14 and a half points is way too many in this matchup. It's going to be decided by one possession. Either way it goes. Uh, I, I'm so shocked that this line is this high. Ole Miss is 6-2 and two against the spread in their last eight games at Alabama. And in his career as a double-digit underdog, Lane Kippen is 8-4 and four against the spread. Ole Miss under, with Matt Corral uh, at quarterback can hang with anybody in the country, and I think they'll be able to hang with this Alabama team. And I think that it's, I think a sprinkle on the money line is fine, uh, but at plus 14 and a half, the line is just way too high. 
And the other underdog that I'm playing this weekend is Kentucky. Kentucky catching eight against Florida. That line has actually dropped down. It's at seven now, so I feel good. The fact that I got it in as eight. Now, Kentucky, this is what you're worried about. They, they've turned the ball over way too much this season. They have a minus nine turnover ratio, which is terrible. It's one of the worst in the country. But they're still 4-0. Think about what would happen if Kentucky just plays a clean football game and doesn't turn the football over. This is a team that is led by their defense, and I think that's going to be the difference in this game. Kentucky's defense is ranked ninth in the country in yards per game. They only allow 87 rushing yards per game. Uh, Florida's offense is rolling, but Florida's defense is not. Defensively, Florida is allowing 350 yards per game. So I think Kentucky will be able to sustain drives. They'll be able to take their shots down the field. And defensively, Kentucky is going to limit what Florida does, not allow them to get their running game off, and they're going to force them to beat them deep through the air. And I think Kentucky's up for the test here. I really do. Uh, the Wildcats have uh, everything in front of them this season. They have the potential to finish second place in the SEC East, go to a major bowl game. And if you don't think that crowd is going to be amped up for this performance, Kentucky has only beaten Florida once since 1986. That came in 2017. The crowd is going to be eager to rush the field with an upset victory on Saturday. I think it's going to be a low-scoring, physical football game, uh, much like we saw last week with Kentucky. And I just believe eight is too much. I think uh, Kentucky can easily win the game outright, but I think they'll keep it close. I don't think they'll allow Florida to pull away from them. And so I'll gladly take the points, and I think Kentucky has a real shot to win this one outright. So I I'm going with the heavy, uh, the heavy dogs here this week with Kentucky catching eight, seven and a half. The line is now Boston College and Ole Miss getting over two touchdowns at 14 and a half points. Uh, but let's take a look at some of the other underdogs, the undefeated underdogs, if you will, uh, in this uh, slate for uh, your college football slate, which begins on Friday with an undefeated dog, and that is Maryland. 4-0 Maryland hosting number 5 Iowa. Iowa a three-point favorite. Can Maryland pull the upset at home? I think they're capable of doing it. Their offense is electric. Um, they have spread everybody out. Talia is having an incredible season. He is averaging well over 300 passing yards per game. He's thrown for 10 touchdowns, just one interception. He's completing 76% of his passes. But what has impressed me the most about this Maryland team has not been how electric their offense has been. It's how good their defense has been. Their defense this season is allowing only 14.3 points per game. They've only surrendered two passing touchdowns, and they have a bend-don't-break mentality because they allowed Kent State last week to get into the red zone, but they limited them inside the red zone. 
Iowa, meanwhile, has struggled a bit in the red zone this season. So if they do work their way down inside the 25-yard line, I feel like my I feel like Maryland, excuse me, is going to do a good job of holding Iowa to field goals instead of allowing them into the end zone. And anytime you are getting field goals instead of touchdowns, you allow the other team to hang around. And I think that that's what's going to happen on Friday night. Uh, Michigan on Saturday is an underdog at Wisconsin. Michigan is 4-0. Michigan is feeling very good about themselves, ranked number 14. Wisconsin feeling very bad about themselves, coming off a loss against Notre Dame in Chicago. So why is Wisconsin a favorite in this game? Well, it's been one-sided, the this matchup, right? Uh, the past four uh, games in this series have all been decided by an average of 24.5 points. Three of them have been won by Wisconsin. In fact, the last two times that these two teams played, Wisconsin blew them out both times, and the games actually could have been worse. Uh, The aggregate score in the last two games between Wisconsin and Michigan, Wisconsin 84, Michigan 25. The yardage, Wisconsin 955 yards of offense to Michigan's 518 yards of offense. So I I look at this uh, Michigan team as good as they have played this year. They are in for a test against this Wisconsin team. They have not won at Wisconsin since 2001. That is a long time since Michigan has won a game at Camp Randall. But their offense is electric this season, averaging 40.3 points per game. They're only allowing 11.8 points per game. But I think that Wisconsin is going to give them a physical test that they have not seen essentially this season. Maybe they saw it a little bit against Rutgers because Rutgers is a team that uh, has a very good defense and plays a similar physical style to what Wisconsin is going to try to do with Jim Leonard defensively. Michigan was only able to put up 20 on Rutgers. They won that game 20-13. to 13. Uh, I think this game is going to be low scoring, and I think uh, Wisconsin does pull off the upset. Uh, well, they're the favorite, so it's not an upset. But I think Wisconsin does pull off the win as the unranked team at home against the ranked team in Michigan. And if Michigan does win this game, uh, very big win. Chalk it up, and uh, congratulations to Jim Harbaugh. Notre Dame is a small underdog at home against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati has a real opportunity here to solidify themselves as a championship contending team a team that is making the jump into the Power Five. They will eventually be in the Big 12. But as of as it stands right now, a member of the American Athletic Conference not going to get many looks for the college football playoff. But with a win over Indiana last week and a win over Notre Dame this weekend, it'll go a long way to making people consider them, at the very least, as a potential number four seed in that college football playoff. But... Notre Dame's defense has played extremely well to start this season, and their defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, knows this Cincinnati team extremely well because he was at Cincinnati and worked with Luke Fickle. So I think that this uh, Notre Dame team is certainly going to um, put up a good defensive effort, and I think this comes down to the final possession. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll get back into the NFL coming up next as this is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. 
VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Tatterberg back here on the look ahead. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and the ticket percentages on every game. Plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. One of the games that the book is going to be sweating out. It, it might be the game that they're sweating the most. It might be the biggest sweat that the books have had this season. And it might be the biggest sweat that they've had in many seasons. The Tampa Bay Bucks are currently a seven-point favorite over the New England Patriots. It's Tom Brady's return, if you will, to Foxborough. Uh, everyone is on the Bucks in Tom Brady's return to Foxborough, in the Bucks trying to bounce back after their first loss uh, of the season against the Rams. Current ticket splits on this. 94% of the bets are on the Bucks. 97% of the handle is on the Bucks. That is absurd. It's, it's one of the games where the book desperately is going to need the New England Patriots to win because... I don't see anybody that is considering betting on the New England Patriots. The Bucks, they uh, come into this game averaging 34.3 points of offense. New England comes into this game averaging just 18. New England on defense has played really well, though. They've allowed only 17 points on defense uh, per game. Tampa Bay, 29.3 points per game. But Tampa Bay uh, is really just, it's a bounce-back spot. It's a bet-on spot because of their loss last week against the Rams. And it's the fact that they are playing against the Patriots in Foxborough. I think it's going to be an emotional day for Tom Brady. I think the crowd is going to be in his favor. And I just... Can't see any way that Tom Brady loses this football game. Now, Bill Belichick's going to try and do what he can to kind of come up with a defensive scheme, but Tom Brady's been practicing against this defense his entire career. He knows everything that Bill Belichick is going to throw at him. And then there's Mac Jones on the other side. This Patriots team is off to a 1-2 and two start with their only win against the hapless New York Jets. Mac Jones hasn't looked great. He's looked okay. Last week was probably his worst performance against New Orleans. The Bucks are 3 and 0 to the over this year. The Patriots are 3 and 0 to the under this year. So something does have to give in this game. The total is at 49. Uh, I just don't think that anybody is going to bet New England in this matchup. 
I think everybody is on the, the, the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and that shows by the betting splits. It's wild. Uh, it's Brady off a loss. It's Belichick off a loss. So which one of them uh, bounces back? Rob Gronkowski has had a, a very good season so far. He's a little banged up, but uh, he's going to play. I think the most interesting aspect of this line and of this action is the fact that even though it's been so lopsided with all of the tickets and the handle essentially coming in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the line has stayed around the touchdown mark. And it hasn't shot up to eight or eight and a half, which is really interesting. I'm not sure why... It's done that. Like, let me look at the rest of the odds because I'm just looking at DraftKings right now. But if I'm looking across the board here, uh, looking at this game, it's sevens and, yeah, it's sevens everywhere. So um, I don't know why there hasn't been any movement. You would think with all of the handle and with all of the percentage on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that there would be some movement in this game in the line, but there really hasn't been. Uh, take take of that what you will, but I think the the Bucks are the right side. I think the Bucks will be involved in teaser legs uh, and in money line parlays, but it's going to come down to the Bucks needing the Patriots to win and pull off an upset on Sunday night. Now, primetime overs are now eight and two this season. It was eight and one. Going into the Thursday night game, the total was 46. It ends at 44. So the under did hit on Thursday night, second consecutive Thursday night that the under did hit. But the overs on prime times are 8 and 2. If you want to ec- extrapolate that, um, there have been how many Thursdays? This is week four. So there's been four Thursday games. So the over is 2 and 2 in those Thursday games. The over on Sundays and Mondays are 3-0, 3-0. So this game right now, 49, per, 49 is the total. 62% of the bets are on the over. 76% of the handle is on the over. And as I mentioned, Tom Brady and the Bucks have gone over in all three of the games that they have played this season, while the New England Patriots have gone under all three games that they have played this season. Another game in which the percentage of uh, the tickets is just completely lopsided. The Green Bay Packers on Sunday are getting 85% of the bets. 94% of the handle is on Green Bay at minus 6.5 over the Steelers. I can't find anybody who likes the Steelers in this matchup. There are trends, though that could go in your favor if you like the Steelers. The Steelers are 18-6 and as a road underdog against winning teams under head coach Mike Tomlin, and that would be the scenario that they face right now. Uh, Green Bay, meanwhile, though, is 7-0 and uh, in their last seven games at home after a close win of three or less points. They beat San Francisco 30-28. to 28. 
So that would apply in this game. Green Bay 7-0 against the spread in their last seven in that situation. To me, this game comes down to the Steelers being banged up. Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson suffering injuries. TJ Watt did practice fully, so it looks like he's going to play. So their defense will give a boost. And the defense has been good this year. They've only allowed uh, 22 points per game. But offensively, the Steelers team has been bad. They have only scored 16.7 points per game. Green Bay, meanwhile, scoring 22.7, allowing 27.7. But they are 2-1 on the year after losing that first game, the embarrassing game against New Orleans in Jacksonville. Playing at home at Lambeau uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are banged up and who haven't looked good offensively. I can't pick. I can't go against the Packers. Not in this spot. I, I can't go against them at all. Sorry. And, and I believe that the public is on my side as well because the uh, ticket, uh, the handle percentage is almost as much as that Bucks game against the Patriots. And then on Monday Night Football, you got the Vegas Raiders and the Chargers. We'll get more into this game uh, coming up on Monday's show as uh, we preview that Monday night matchup. But uh, week four is going to wrap up with two teams that I think will play towards an over on primetime. And that over is going to uh, certainly attract a lot of ticket percentage. As right now, it is at, uh, I guess, only 62% of the handle is on the over. It's at 52 and it hasn't moved off that, has it? Uh, let's see. Has it moved off of 52 as of right now? Yeah, no, hasn't moved off of 52. I, I do think the game goes over. I think both of these teams are, are, are offenses that are capable of scoring. We know how good that Justin Herbert and the Chargers have been this season. They could be 3-0. and if they beat, uh, if they uh, would have finished that game against Dallas, the Raiders. Meanwhile, what a start to the season that they have had. Three and zero, just two and one against the spread because they didn't cover against Miami last week. But wins against Pittsburgh, an impressive win uh, uh, against Baltimore, and this team is riding the high right now with Derek Carr as a legit MVP candidate. Justin Herbert, meanwhile, five and two against the spread against the AFC West. So I do like the Chargers in this matchup, but we'll get more into that one coming up on uh, Monday's show. Let's get into Major League Baseball because we could have a historic outcome occurring in the next three days. I'm Scott Seidenberg. I'll tell you all about that coming up next here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air. Follow us all at VSIN Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. And tomorrow's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, Belmont Park morning line writer David Aragona of Timeform U.S. previews Saturday's Woodward Stakes. Starlight Racing's Jack Wolf talks about the horses he has racing during opening weekend at Santa Anita. Racing Post's Scott Burton looks at Sunday's running of Europe's richest race. Beeson's Vinny Mayuel handicaps weekend races. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it tomorrow morning at beeson.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Scott Seidenberg here, the look ahead on Beeson, the sports betting network. There are three days left in the Major League Baseball season. And it's getting very, very fun. In the National League, there's only one thing to decide. And that is, who is going to win the West and who is going to be in the wildcard game? The Giants go into the weekend with a two-game lead over the Dodgers. The Giants will begin a three-game set on Friday against the Padres, while the Dodgers begin a three-game set with the Brewers. Uh, if the Giants win uh, two games, they will clinch it. That's all they have to do. Uh, if they win on Friday, Dodgers can still win. It'll be a two-game lead with two left to play. So the magic number is two. A Dodge, a, any combination of Giants wins, Dodgers losses will clinch the NL West for the Giants, and the Dodgers will head to the wild card game. In the American League, The wild card is absolutely wild. (laughs) 
the Yankees have a two-game lead for the first wild card. That two-game lead is over the Boston Red Sox and the Seattle Mariners. All right, it has to be updated on your screen. The Mariners and Red Sox are tied now for that second wild card. If the Mariners make the playoffs, it snaps the longest postseason drought in North American sports. They have not made the postseason since 2001. The Toronto Blue Jays are just one game back of both the Mariners and the Red Sox. So, four teams fighting for two playoff spots. The Yankees will begin a series with the Tampa Bay Rays. If the Yankees win out, they will host the wild card game. It's as simple as that. They only need, uh, I guess, two wins to clinch it because uh, they wouldn't need the third win because they're two games up now for the first wild card um, and the second wild card, I guess. So two games up with three left to play. So they would have to, uh, yeah, as long as they get two wins, they're fine. They win all three. They're guaranteed to be the first wild card. The Red Sox, who just lost two of three to the Baltimore Orioles, will face the Washington Nationals. Speaking of those Orioles, they will look to continue to play the role of the spoiler when they take on the Blue Jays in Toronto. And then there's the Mariners, who are on the cusp of doing something so special that would be a huge story in Major League Baseball if it was to happen. They will host the Angels for a three-game set. So that is the situation in the American League. You have the Yankees, who are two games up on both the Red Sox and the Mariners, and three games up on the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays just one game out of a playoff spot, though, behind both the Red Sox and the Mariners. Three games left to play. It all comes down to this weekend. The Mariners are hot. They've won four straight. They've won nine of their last ten. The Dodgers have won four straight, eight of their last ten. The Giants are hot as well. They've won six straight, eight of their last ten. So uh, trying to hold off, um, you know, (laughs) the, the, the Dodgers there. The Braves are hot. They've won nine of their last ten. They've won six straight. They clinched the uh, National League East with a victory over the Phillies, completing a three-game sweep of Philadelphia. That was our best bet that we gave out on last night's show, was the Braves at minus 150 to beat the Phillies, and they did, so uh, we won. And now we turn our attention to this uh, slate that we have coming up here on Friday with the beginning of these series, these uh, uber-important series, to decide the playoffs in Major League Baseball. Yankees will send Nestor Cortez Jr. on the hill against Shane McClanahan. Yankees are a minus 120 favorite at home. The Rays plus 100. Yankees at minus 1.5 is plus 155. Rays at plus 1.5 is minus 180. The the Braves don't matter anymore. They're okay. Uh, Where's the rest of the American League here? Let's look for... Uh, the Red Sox will have Eduardo Rodriguez against Josh Rogers of the Nationals. Red Sox are minus 200. Nationals plus 170. Uh, no line out on the Blue Jays just yet. The Mariners will send Marco Gonzalez to the hill 
against Jose Suarez, and it'll be the Mariners at minus 180 to the Angels plus 155. For the Dodgers, they'll have Clayton Kershaw on the hill against Eric Lauer of the Brewers. Kershaw on the Dodgers, minus 225 to the Brewers, plus 185. No pitching announcements yet for the Giants and the Padres. Giants are minus 135, Padres plus 115. Let's see if I can pull up some of the matchups to see the likely uh, starters here. In the Blue Jays and the Orioles game, it looks like Steven Matz could get the start for Toronto. No pitcher has been announced for the Orioles just yet. And for the Giants, uh, it's Anthony DiSclefani. It looks like he's going to start. No pitcher has been announced for the San Diego Padres. And uh, the Red Sox, that also was, uh, I believe it was decided already. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez against Josh Rogers, your probable pitchers. That's where the wild card is going to uh, end up uh, this weekend in the American League. I expect the Yankees to make the postseason. Uh, I don't think they get swept by the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa would love nothing more, though, than to sweep the Yankees and knock them out of the postseason because if the Yankees get in, they have a very good shot of winning that wild card game behind Garrett Cole. And by winning that wild card game, they would then face off against the team with the best record in the American League, which is the Tampa Bay Rays. So the Rays would love to, it, it would be a playoff preview, essentially, this, this series, this weekend. And how hard do the Rays play to try and win these games? And then, you know, they got to save something in the tank for when they see the Yankees, if they, if they win the wildcard game, if they see them in the ALDS. But if the Rays can sweep the Yankees, there's a possibility that the Yankees actually miss out on the postseason, depending on how everything else plays out. I said the Orioles would love nothing more than to play the spoiler role. They've done so against the Red Sox uh, this weekend. They won two of three this week, excuse me, this week against the Red Sox. So now going up against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, these two teams who on social media were being very friendly with each other, you know, hey, thanks for helping out. Hey, cool. Hey, you want to be teams? Hey, you want to go do karate in the garage? Great. Uh, But now facing off against each other, we'll see if uh, the Orioles are still going to play the role of the spoiler. And the Nationals, uh, to me, Nationals are a bad team anyway, but the Red Sox, that's just embarrassing going out there and losing two of three. Uh, to the Baltimore Orioles, so now you're facing off against the Nationals. You gotta win these football games. You gotta excuse me, football. I'm thinking about football. You have to win these baseball games. You're the better team. You have to win these games. Uh, right now, the Red Sox don't deserve to make it into the postseason. And then there's the Mariners going up against the Angels. It's gonna be very interesting to see what the pitching matchups are gonna be like for the next couple of games because I believe that there's a chance Shohei Otani is pitching that last game of the season, and that could be the game that decides whether or not the Mariners get into the postseason or not. The Angels have not announced a starting pitcher just yet for that game on Sunday, but it could wind up being Shohei Otani. I think one of the great parts about The Major League Baseball season uh, is that on Sunday, everybody plays at the same time. Everybody plays at the same time to kind of decide 
this whole uh, wild card postseason stuff. And it was going to be a wild Sunday because you're going to have football going on the same time as these wild card as, as these uh, games going on to decide the postseason. It's going to be a you might just have to just come here and, and be at Circa because I don't know if you have enough TVs to watch all of the action that you're going to need to watch on Sunday. We're going to continue to get into uh, some more football coming up next. More of the week four slate in the NFL. Best bets for Saturday in college football. Best bets for Sunday in the NFL. That's all coming up next right here on The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Football season is here, and we have new talent shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. The VEASAN lineup now has 21 hours of live programming every weekday, as well as additional shows on the weekend, so you have the latest odds to stay on top of the in-game betting opportunities for every key game across the country. We've added 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 across the country. We've added... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.